Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Joining us today is Rick Martira, the Chief Marketing Officer at PointsBet Sportsbook. Rick began working with PointsBet back in October of 2018. He's actually one of the first U.S. hires as the company transitioned from Australia. He has since helped PointsBet grow from largely an unknown into a very legitimate contender in the U.S. sports betting arms race. Rick has a strong background in marketing, media, and technology. Before PointsBet, he led global marketing and media campaigns for some of the largest brands and agencies in the world, including EA Games, Canon, Delta, Hasbro, Group M, and Digitas. And Rick, you're a Rhode Islander man. We're a small fraternity. Welcome to the show, my fellow roadie man. That's it. Happy to be here. Shouting out the 401 area code. 401. Here we go, Rick. Well, I, you know, I love any guest that has the word disruptor in their bio or refers to their company in that way, and, and you certainly do. And so you're, you position PointsBet as a cutting-edge online bookmaker and technology company and a major disruption to the online wagering industry. And we'll get into this, offering proprietary points betting in addition to your expansive prop and traditional markets. So knowing this audience spans brand executives, media publishers, and agencies who may not know the ins and outs of this exploding marketplace, share what makes points bet unique for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, can you hear me? Just yeah. cut out for a second. Yep. Okay, can great. You fine. So, yeah, PointsBet, as you kind of mentioned, um, it's fairly new, established. It has roots in Australia, but even in Australia, um, was a pretty new player in town over there. Uh, Australia, if you're not familiar with Australian sports betting, which I certainly wasn't until I got started here, mm-hmm. um, it's been live there for decades. Mm-hmm. So it was very much a grandfathered-in, established place, and PointsBet was really a challenger brand that came up just a few years ago and had that challenger brand DNA kind of mapped into it, credit to the founders, uh, and is seeing great success in Australia, uh, and that's certainly what we wanted to translate here in the U.S. But it it was always, and the global CEO will tell you this too, Australia was essentially a proof of concept for the mm-hmm. U.S. It was set up and specifically built to be able to capitalize on when sports betting eventually um, turned legal here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. just happened, I think, a little faster than they were anticipated. Um, so we were able to capitalize on it, on it pretty well. But yeah, the the differentiations for the product and for the company um, are pretty substantial, uh, which is rare in our space just mm-hmm. because it's kind of a, a sea of sameness out there. Um, but first and foremost, it starts with that focus on U.S. sports. Um, as I mentioned, starting in Australia, you know, 10 years ago, U.S. sports made up maybe 1% of handle, handle being money bet. Mm-hmm. Now it's at 40%. Okay. Um, and the, the NBA is massive down there, yeah. um, number two market behind the U.S. for, for NBA consumption. So. Wow. The product was built essentially for U.S. sports from the jump, um, as opposed to being maybe, you know, a a U.K. operator where everything and everything there is all around soccer, football, Mm -hmm. uh, might not translate as well. And then based on that, when they set up the company, the the founders really wanted to make sure, and they weren't even going to set up the company if they couldn't do it, to own their technology stack front to back, which again, very, very rare in our space. Most people are weight labeling a third-party solution, which Mm kind of limits the product and feature innovation you can do. But what's really rare about PointsBet is we own that stack front to back, and now we can develop really differentiated and interesting betting opportunities, features, 
languages. Like we're the only one with a deep Spanish language translation in our product, hmm. uh, including what you touched on there, uh, points betting, which is one of our, our signature points. Yeah, ex explain the points betting. I find it fascinating. When I first heard this, it was both um, interesting and scared the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, I'm staring out the window at uh, Manhattan. So we'll use the Knicks as an example. Uh -huh. Let's pretend you were uh, a Knicks optimist. I'm not uh -huh. exactly sure why you would be, but let's, let's <laughs> pretend that you were. Uh, and you wanted to put $10 on the Knicks to score over 100 points tonight in their uh -huh. game. A traditional wager, you put your $10 down. If they scored 101 points, congratulations, you won. You turn your $10 into $20. Uh -huh. If they scored 109 points, same outcome. You turn your $10 into $20. With points betting, you're rewarded for each increment above the line you're correct. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, if they scored 109 points, that's nine increments above the line, or nine times your stake of $10, $90. They hit one more free throw at the end of the game, another $10 in your pocket. And same is true for the inverse. If they lose by nine, you lose $90. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I have several friends who, um, you know, I'm a big-time college football fan, and it's one of those things – I now look at games, and I'm not saying this to pander to you, Rick. I, I look at these games, and because I have friends who are in the industry, and you're like, oh my gosh, like you bet on that team to win by, you know, and the spread was 12, and they just lost by 20 in a huge upset. It's like, and you, the, the dollar swings there are not for the faint of heart, depending on how much money you put down. I mean, it's fascinating to me. It's very cool. Oh, for sure. And what it does also, just from a, a viewership standpoint, it makes every second of the game you're watching the most riveting game you've ever mm -hmm. kind of uh, laid eyes on because even that three-point shot from half court at the end of the game that's meaningless could be thirty dollars in your pocket right yeah, in that exactly. example yep very cool well the last two years as you know has seen an explosion of media partnerships that seem to be happening at almost the same rate as states legalizing gambling like Penn and barstool sports sinclair and bally's uh, and you made a major news with your NBC Universal partnership. So explain what that means for your business and how it works. Yeah, it's a, very much a peanut butter and jelly scenario, match made in heaven when you have sports betting um, and sports media. Mm -hmm. uh, so not by no surprise, and you've seen this in more mature markets around the uh, around the globe, that kind of marriage makes a ton of sense. So as sports betting was rolling out here in the U.S. and really getting its traction, you saw a lot of the media partners kind of poke their heads up and say, you know, we're interested in kind of not having to juggle 10 different books out there, but mm -hmm. how do we get really deep with one partner and mm -hmm. advance and innovate what we're bringing to our viewership? Because, you know, one is sports betting and sporting, but at the same time, if you have a bet on a game, you're three times more likely to watch it than the average person. Mm -hmm. So it helps drive tune in and viewership as well. And we firmly believe in our product. We feel like it's, you know, the best one out there and product will win out, but you know, if no one sees your product, uh, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's a difficult proposition. So we wanted to bring that product to what we thought was the, the best media opportunity out there. Um, and NBC was at you know top of our list. And, mm -hmm. you know, we obviously went through a, a long vetting process there and they chose us, we chose them. Um, it's a really interesting portfolio and you really yeah. kind of peel it back. Um, you know, it's, it's really NBC Comcast. So mm -hmm. that includes, you know, Comcast homes from a cable subscriber standpoint where we're running voice activated ads. You can speak points bet into your remote. It will text you a link to sign up with an exclusive offer and wow. bridge that gap between TV and digital um, all the way down to very, you know, regional pockets. So take a, a state like Illinois near and dear to your heart, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, they own the local RSN, NBC Chicago, that has yeah. the Blackhawks, the Bulls, uh, and the White Sox. They own the local O&O station. They own the local Telemundo station. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're integrated across all of those things. And then you kind of get into the other pieces they've been putting on the board from either a fantasy or free-to-play or gambling space, and that would be things like NBC Predictor, which okay. is their free-to-play game with over a million downloads, probably seen it on Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. a bunch. Mm-hmm which we're heavily integrated into now. Um, what was rotoworld.com they own, just okay. rebrand month to NBC Edge. And then even things like the Golf Channel and Golf Now, if you're yeah. a golfer out there, you probably use it to book your tea time. It's the number one tea time booking site out there. That's technically owned by NBC and Comcast. And we are now the official sports book of golfnow.com. So it definitely has far-reaching implications, but allows us to really hit at that national and more important for us, regional level yeah. while we are rolling out state by state. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Let's go there for a second. And, and it's interesting. I, I'm very familiar with NBC Universal, but even I forget, like to your point, like the automated Comcast integration on your home set. Like those, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think through it. it it's pretty funny how long the list is and the tentacles are there. But, you know, to your point, I think I've had conversations uh, with other companies about this, where we are in terms of the regionalization, it's huge, right? Because certain states, um, gambling is legal. Certain states, it's not. It's coming on. And so this notion of regional um, of affording you the ability to kind of get into the game with how points bet will integrate into content, into consumer activation around the actual content. I'm curious, you know, where do you think we are in general and, and what can we expect to see from, from PointsBet in terms of how you get integrated into the actual um, live game consumption? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, as I mentioned, kind of all those portfolio ingredients, all that is is, you know, kindling for innovation, which uh-huh. is great. <laughs> you know, whether they come up with an idea or we do, I can give you a specific recent example. Um, so around the Waste Management Open, uh, uh-huh. which just happened Super Bowl week, actually, you know, we launched for the first time uh, the first ever PGA event betcast. So it's a simultaneous stream on Peacock in this case. Mm-hmm. Again, another asset in the NBC portfolio, where it was a secondary stream of that event, 100% focused on betting. You know, we had a different crew on the ground there talking mm-hmm. about the line movement, the narratives. We had your buddy Teddy dialing in. <laughs> um, we were throwing to our head of sports analytics. That's the team that actually prices up the odds constantly and pushes mm-hmm. them into the product for a glimpse behind the curtain and direct access to the the odds maker, the bookmaker, um, to get that perspective. So that was really just tip of the iceberg, um, first of its kind. I think you're going to see a, a lot cool. more innovation in the space, especially as you know, consumption of these live sports is happening much more on digital screens versus yeah. pure linear TV. You know, you can your imagination can run wild with overlays and dynamic odds and building out a bet slip and sending it to your phone to place the bet all while you're actually uh, consuming the sport. Yeah. I mean, I gave you credit. It's one of the reasons I had Darren on a couple episodes ago from Darren Ravel of the action network. And he and I are Northwestern nut job fans. And so, you know, it was pretty well documented that he had, uh, you know, he had put down, I think it was like 1500 bucks on Northwestern to win the big 10 championship with points bet. Right. And that, that at the beginning of the season, which then turned into a near quarter of a million dollar, I forget the exact amount, but it was, it was approximately quarter of a million dollars, uh, get Northwestern, you know, if they cover against Ohio State. And you guys, you our, our friend Teddy Greenstein and PointsBet and, and Darren came together 
And I, I, to your point of kindling and innovation, I thought this was just a brilliant idea, not because it had to do with Northwestern. That just had me paying attention to it. But this notion of you guys having watching Darren watch the live feed, right, without infringing on the rights, TV off, and just watching him squirm, and you guys, Teddy and PointsBet, giving him real-time options to cash out during the game based on things that were going on. I mean, it was and then to see that you guys got 400, it was like, what, 450,000 or 435,000 viewers to watch a guy, Darren Ravel, right, agonize over a bet that he had so much money on. I, I just, you know, I'd love to know um, the backstory there because I give you guys a lot of credit. That was really innovative. And, and I think, and Darren and I talked about that, it's like, you can just see to your point of like where innovation could potentially go, but you're one of the first ones I've seen that's actually kind of gone out there and do the, doing this kind of innovation. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your takeaway was from that experiment. Yeah, well, luckily Darren's a real good squirmer, so that that certainly helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to his credit, and, and we love the guys over at Action Network. You know, we're constantly trying to come up with new ideas. This was really. Um, one of the newer pieces we did, what we've actually had, that was a phase one uh, mm-hmm. sustained content series we've done with Darren, something we called Fade Ravel. Yep. And this is, um, again, to his credit, he understands he's one of those guys you kind of love to hate on Twitter, mm-hmm. at least a certain population does. Yep. So we wanted to, to lean into that, and he was game. So every week he would make a pick, and we would actually um, juice up the other side, encouraging people to bet <laughs> against him. Which is uh, so easy course, to do against Darren, right? It's so oh easy. Oh, God. <laughs> just stoking the flames. Um, and to his credit, if he lost, mm-hmm. he was on the hook to do something absolutely ridiculous, whether mm-hmm. it was reenacting the naked cowboy in Times Square uh, all the way to <laughs> my personal favorite. We actually had Andy Roddick serving tennis balls at him at full speed, which was that's, great. That's amazing. I remember seeing that. It's fantastic. <laughs> so that was kind of the uh, the first foray for content across us, uh, being Action Network and PointsBet. And then, you know, it was one of those beautiful things where we had the great relationship. Darren is an actual PointsBet customer. Um, So it was nothing faked about it. You can't really fake these things. Authenticity is is so key. And we just happened to know from talking about it, like the position he was in with that Northwestern wager. And we said, let's turn it into something where we can can watch your sweat. We can tease you. Let's see where your breaking point is from a cash out standpoint. And I, I love that. It's really good concrete examples of innovation. And to your point, right, Darren's got two plus million, two million plus followers on Twitter. He's he's a he's a customer. We talked about kind of that authenticity, right, of connecting. It's not just like a paid influencer who's trying to get people to use your product. He's actually a you know a client and integrating into your contact. So I'm curious from a CMO position, how do you look at the a fade Ravel or content creation in general? How do you guys measure? success around content creation original content creation yeah a lot of different ways and content takes a ton of different forms so when we're talking i guess widespread Mm -hmm. things that you're kind of putting out there you know you're always measuring the conversation around it but you know in our instance sports fans and sports betters are certainly converging but it's not a venn diagram that's a total circle yet Mm -hmm. so it's conversation from the sports betting community you know but one of the Limit tests we're always asking ourselves, just as a quick uh, shorthand, would gambling, uh, excuse me, would gambling Twitter or gambling Reddit care about this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is it just for the sake of doing it or would there actually be a conversation around it? So mm. you can look at those things like views and shares and stuff like that, but really looking at the, the comments and the conversation around who those people are. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in that Northwestern example, 
get a lot of prominent figures in the Twitter space for sports betting yeah. that were also engaged in it and also kind of like sharing it around. So that certainly helps. But then when we get down to, uh, you know, really tactical specific content examples, I'll give you another one. Um, so we work with Paige Brannick also mm-hmm. as a, a pretty recent partnership, but one we we're really excited about lot of social influencer and content creation opportunities. One of the really tactical ones is for some of our biggest clients, you know, when they have a huge win and they beat the book, you know, Paige is a great sport and she'll actually work with us to send them a personalized congratulatory oh. video each oh. week. You know what I mean? Just yeah. as a super cool. You were smarter than the public. You beat the book. Thanks for uh, keeping your business at points bet. That's a totally different type of content, but that can be measured also in like the retention of that specific person and the relationship that you have there. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, Teddy, Teddy Greenstein, who you nabbed from the Chicago Tribune after 25 years, um, right? Very well-respected sports journalist. You just mentioned Paige Branick, who significant Twitter following, you know, high, high level of engagement. Um, I'm curious, frame up for us, if you will, point bets, content creation capabilities. Like what's your staff like, what you do in-house versus out-of-house. If you could walk us through kind of the content function that reports up into you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's pretty much all in-house outside of, you know, needing a, a freelancer for photo shoots or video shoots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in-house, we have a uh, great, phenomenal head of content, Len Mead, former NBC guy, actually, uh, was running RSNs and content divisions there. And we have, you know, uh, a team, it's it's lean and mean, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, definitely one that's plugged in of producers, designers, you know, certainly been rounding out our talent capabilities there with Teddy Page and even most recently Sarah Perlman. Um, there was an announcement around where, as a joint hire for NBC and Points Bet, you know, well, she'll be tapping into some phenomenal content opportunities. She's a real savvy and a whiz in sports betting. Um, mm. So excited for that one to get going. Yeah, really rounding out the team there and, and trying to keep it all in house as possible. Because in our business, you have to go lightning quick, you have to be reactive to what's happening in the sporting calendar. And if you outsource that, it's usually a little bit too slow. Yep, that's it's interesting. And then do you also have the uh, the ability with this NBC Universal partnership to collaborate in terms of the resources that they have as you try to do maybe some longer lead things that aren't so reliant on quick turn? Yeah, for sure. Um, a great example, uh, we're in the midst of launching a, a podcast for that newly branded NBC Edge, mm-hmm. which has some phenomenal betting tools um they're really just getting started but with sarah and with others there, really being their flagship sports betting podcast for the first time very cool um you know an interesting career journey for you you know i, I saw you you've come from the agency background digitas on not just any agencies too like the, the top you know brand name agencies mediacom uh curious in terms of how that experience has impacted your role here connect the dots for us yeah, um, I guess I'd put my background into two chapters. Chapter one is very much um, all shapes and sizes of media agencies working on Fortune 500 brands, working on 360 campaigns, brand direct response, you name it, kind of coming up there, mm-hmm. kind of big media dollars behind it. And then also in the startup world too, uh, was kind of chapter two. So the blending of those two things is actually pretty perfect for sports betting because it's, mm-hmm. you know, a big media, big investment opportunity, but you have to be super adaptable and it's growing like wildfire right now. So that startup experience blended on top of that or maybe sprinkled on top of it was a really good combo for uh, for what we were doing here at PointsBet. You, know, you mentioned it, right? You have you have um, more so than 
possibly any other industry I can think of in sports right now with the variable of like the legality of betting on a state by state basis basis is a pretty big right it's a pretty big curveball like the second something happens there like you guys are able to enter and gain new customers right and and it's it's just a there's like a three dimensionality to what's going on there i'm curious from your perspective what are the sports gambling content trends that that you personally are most excited about right now yeah uh there's a ton i'll, I'll distill it down to a couple for you one is, um, you know, we're very early days here in sports mm-hmm. betting in the U.S. If you look at, take again Europe for an example, you know, 80 to 90% of all bets there are placed what's called in play. So that's actually after the game starts. Mm-hmm. People are wagering based on second half, what's happening, or just continuously betting. You know, that's more at like the 50-50 mark trending up here in the U.S. So. When we think about the future of sports betting content, it's really all about facilitating in-play experiences mm-hmm. and how to get to people while the game is happening to continue to bet, not just on you know the spread before kickoff. And our product you know, roadmap reflects that as well. We want to go and have the best in-play experience and have our content kind of bring that to life. So that's certainly a trend to just be on the lookout for. Um, and also I think you know something that, I mentioned quickly in the the BetCast example around waste management, but developing content that actually gives people a peek behind the curtain at what the odds making experience is like, you know, Mm, I don't know that people are really interested in like picks from a random person, but they are pretty much interested in like, why is the line what it is today versus yesterday? And how do you even like get to something like that? That's pretty fascinating for people. So developing ideas that can certainly showcase that is another opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's it's the black box component. Again, I'm college football and college basketball. I'm always blown away by how number one, how the the mystery of how the line is set, and then number two, just and it's common knowledge among people who don't even bet, right? Like how amazingly close the lines come, right? Or it comes down to that last play, that last series, that last drive, right? Like so so often, it's just remarkable how the the data kind of usually plays out. And so I think that's interesting. I, what do you think is the tipping point though, right? Like to your point of in play, it's rather obvious from a sports fan perspective, you can see it's going to be called follow the money, right? Like the more, if it's a 20 point blowout college basketball game and there's the opportunity to kind of constantly, you know, double down or redo a bet to kind of keep you engaged. Like we get that as fans, you see that what's the, what is the limiter or where do you see the tipping point between now and when that becomes kind of pretty much ubiquitous? Well, I mean, it's certainly happening with certain segments right now Mm -hmm. because while the, the sports betting industry is pretty new here, there was, you know, no secret, a pretty healthy offshore and illegal operation going on for a long, long time. So while we're at the birth of an industry here, which is, which is rare, it's also interesting in that, there was kind of an undercurrent of something very similar before that. Mm-hmm. So cer- certainly in pockets of people who are experienced betters, you know, they're already there. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about the masses, you know, people who might be coming in on a most recent tentpole, right? Super Bowl, March right. Madness is coming up and connecting their bank account to a gambling app for the first time, mm-hmm. right? It's all about making sure they have a good experience, that they bet responsibly, and that they can understand there's a lot of options and they're not intimidating. You know, it's it's not intimidating when I log into the app to understand where I need to go or how to bet in play once the game kicks off. If you can kind of just present that to people, um, and again, in a responsible way, 
I think that tipping point is coming faster than anyone thinks, but it will be state by state because, you know, there are six states points bets live in right now. Um, there'll be others in the future who will just be getting started. We're talking with Rick Matera, the chief marketing officer at points bet and fellow proud Rhode Islander from North Kings, the pride and joy of North Kingstown high school. Uh, top want to kind of Rick flipped over to the, personal side here i mean with everything that's going on in the industry right now to your point it's like i'm all about disruption i love it my head gets a little blown up when i think about the sports gambling industry and content for all the reasons you've we've just spent the last you know half hour talking about i'm curious for you we have a segment called morning must how do you stay on top of the industry key social files who do you let in your email news box walk us through what you get up and do in the morning to stay on top of your business yeah, for sure. Um, I guess before shouting out anything specifically, I guess I'm lucky in that points bet. We have a, a really specific sharing mentality. Mm-hmm. So there is a ton shared over email, over Slack in an organized way. Um, but that alone helps you kind of get informed. So even if there are things you're not following, you know, someone across the company is and it's it's shared pretty widely, which is always great. But yeah, for, for myself too, you know, I wasn't a, a huge Twitter user before 2018. Mm-hmm. So when I got the job here, I basically turned my Twitter feed into an exclusive uh, tool for mm-hmm. this job. Um, and that goes across front office sports, Sportico, Synopsis, but in the sports betting space too, places like Legal Sports Report, Covers, and if you're familiar with Vizen, who's a, a company we worked yep. for a while, we love those guys. Um, big fans of what they do as well. And and on a research side, again, for anyone who's just interested listening out there, um, E&K, Eilers and Krychek, is really the, the industry standard um, analyst firm that mm-hmm. kind of puts out you know, industry projections. So as a place to just get started from a research perspective, I would definitely suggest that. Awesome. And then just uh, in your spare time, what are you reading for fun? Uh, for fun, yeah. Uh, I'm a big, uh, I guess, pop culture steward too. Sports, sports and pop culture for me. So okay. um, one of my favorite authors is, Chuck Klosterman. I'm actually yes. going back and just rereading his whole kind of catalog, whether it's sex, drugs, and cocoa puffs or sex, drugs, and cocoa killing puffs. yourself to live. Just, uh, it's almost like comfort food for me. I just, it is. I, I love his writing. Yeah. I love he's one of my favorite. Um, I think, I think it's in that book, right? Is that the book where he has a chapter? Everyone's either a Lakers fan or a Celtics fan. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I love so- that. Certainly that, and um, you know, I'm just a big podcast and documentary person too. So again, obviously sports documentaries, as you can imagine. So the recent Tiger one uh, on HBO Max, I would recommend pretty highly. Mm, what about podcast? What's in the queue there? What do you um, to get there? Yeah, I'm a big uh, guy across the Ringer Network. Mm-hmm. So big fans of what they do. Certainly, kind of in the movie world, things like Slash Film, things like the, the Vanity Fair podcast as well. Nice. And then uh, you know, also on the um, just while we're talking documentaries, there was a fairly recent, maybe a little over a year ago documentary from Showtime called Action, all about actually sports betting um, and professional sports bettors. Um, one of the people showcased was actually a guy we work with, great guy, Bill Krakenberger. Hmm. So for anyone who wants a crash course in that and is more of a, a documentary person, That's me. definitely check out Action. I'm in. Well, Rick Matera, we thank you so much for spending uh, part of your day with us and explaining what's going on at PointsBet. Uh, really admire what you guys are doing and building there. It seems like you guys are on the right track, and, and I can't thank you enough for, for pulling the curtain back and sharing how you're doing what you're doing. I no, appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to Brand Story, Inc., 
We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.